only one chance you have. You have no chance. If you had a chance, you'd be the one licking split. But you can't run because you're the baddest. Well, Rick Flair, you know what? I'm not a normal looking athlete myself. You know what I'm talking about? I've been in the gym's alive. It's a privilege and an honor to walk out with only Addison, Lex Luger, and the Omni tomorrow night. I am not a happy camper. What is Bully Ray's motivation? You know, I love you. I know he loves sugar. But I checked my pocket. I don't have no donuts. I don't have no cheeseburger. I know you love sugar. But I ain't got none. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. And I'm saying, woo, right here in Nashville, Tennessee, pal. I'm the man. Look at a match for the total package like Sugar and Super Bowl. Super Saturday, what is it? I don't even know what it's called. What is it called? Super Brawl Saturday. Super Brawl Saturday? You don't lose faith in winners. And Ric Flair day in and day out. You every day of his life. Just keep winning and winning and winning. Ric Flair! New York City, Ric Flair! You're gonna find out what hard is all about! I do exactly what I want to do. You say I'm insane. I say thank you very much. Make, make, make a, a good, delicious, delicious. God I hate dogs. Hit the dog. They love you, Scott. Today, woo, I've got the star and profile like never before. You guys talk about being students of the game. I am the game, JR. All right, we are connected. We are streaming. And uh, sorry about that, folks. Um, uh, you know how it goes. Technical difficulties, you know. First, the camera wouldn't work. Then the mic wouldn't work. Then I had to restart. You know how it goes. And that's what just happened. Bunch of bullshit happened. But we are here. Better late than never. Uh, oh, Smart is changing backgrounds over here. Wow. Look at him. I mean, I like being in the wrestling ring myself to make me feel a little better about myself. You know. You know how it goes. But somebody's apart right now. Oh. <laughs> Eh, well, anyway, what is going on, everybody? I am Boxman. This is Wrestling Outlet. And, of course, right there, you see him, I see him. That is... Hello, hello, everybody out there. Oh, boys, on girls, time for me to tell. R.I.P. Coolio, how about that? Oh, man. You want to know what's funny? I even had... Coolio away. That's, that's no, that's torture. not funny. That's not funny at all. But uh, I actually had a, uh, I even got a picture of Coolio here that I had. I'm gonna, I forgot to share my screen with you, Smark. I can do that real quick so you can see exactly what I'm sharing and doing and all that yummy, good, fun stuff. So give me a second here. Do that. Share sound. Share screen. There you go. You should be able to see now. See that? Even had a good picture of Coolio up there for everybody. 
Nice, nice. You know, I may not be the biggest uh, hip hop guy, but I was I was twenty in the in ninety five when Gangsters Paradise came out. That movie Dangerous Minds came out. It was a good fucking movie, and uh, you know this song was in it. So it just kind of I remember. I remember. You don't don't have to be a fan to remember good times, you know. Do you remember? There twenty first September. Oh boy, it's gonna it's be this is gonna be a long night. I can tell already. Mm-hmm. It I'm is. actually I'm trying something, and we're gonna see if this works. And if it works the way I hope, it's gonna be beautiful. I'm wondering why Spotify is even on my computer. It just got loaded up for some reason. Anyway, what are you gonna try there, Smark? Let's see. I'm, I, 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 I don't know if it's. Wait, has wait. my background? Yes. Yes. Awesome. My background is now low-key being escorted out of a building by security. When, when was this? Oh, God only knows. It had to have been about 2005, six, maybe. Oh, shit. That's great. That's, that, that, that's beautiful. I like that. <laughs> I like that right there. Oh, God. Oh, and folks, I'm sorry. I really, I'm, I'm, I hope the glare isn't bad. I, I, I'm really having a hard time seeing without my glasses lately. I'm so sorry, but since I started wearing them, it's like my vision's getting worse. That's what it feels like. My vision is getting worse because I'm, I guess I'm becoming dependent on the glasses. But yeah, that'll happen. Yeah, so uh, my vision is actually, like I said, it's actually feeling like it's getting worse, but uh, I'll be all right. I'll be all right. As long as I can still, uh, you know, do what I need to do, I'm all right. It ain't no big deal. But um, I guess we can get, just go ahead and get through. Uh, there was another death. Actually, it was today. Um, I don't know if you uh, heard about this one yet, Smart, but it was Dan Masters was a uh, ring announcer for Women of Wrestling. He had also worked in um, NWA Hollywood and uh, a few other little small, not big promotions, but had been in the uh, wrestling business about uh, 20 to 25 years. So, um, you know, just a, in a car accident today, passed away. His, uh, his niece was the one that broke it on Facebook. So... Uh, I don't know, man. Always bad. It's, you know, never good to see anyone in the wrestling business go, and especially, uh, especially like that, man. It was not a not an old man, not at all. Yeah, but it always sucks when it's like you know a misfortunate situation that you know wasn't necessarily their fault. There's a lot of people who passed away because of self-destructive means or just as old age wear and tear on their body, whatever. But you know, a situation like a car accident, just, that always sucks. Yeah, it's never a good thing. It's just like, you know, bang, everyone's gone. You know, it's mm -hmm. pretty tough, man, pretty tough. But uh, like I said, his niece was the one that broke the story to everybody. And uh, just thought we would mention that. Nothing we need to spend a lot of time on. But uh, I did think that was something worth mentioning, at least. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And all right, there was a few things going on in the uh, the old wrestling world this week. Not a ton. To be honest with you, but uh, a little bit. I my daughter is coming in to ask me to get her dressed. You may see her blaring through the. Uh... Hi, Lene. What? You, you, why are you going to get dressed? It's night, night time. 
Why are you going to get dressed? It's night night. <laughs> All right. I could either laugh or get mad. Which one? Well, I mean, what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, I understand. I'm either going to laugh at the adorableness or get mad. And I'm certainly not going to get mad. But, um, oh, uh, King of Hukko Mundo said Punk was seen with an arm injury and titties. He was seen with both. Let's be honest here. We he, remember if you remember he did tear his tricep there. That they're telling you it was in the match. I think it was being stupid behind the scenes. Choose uh, whatever you wish to believe. That's what I say. Yes, use your illusion. That's Guns for Roses recommends. There you go. But uh, yeah, Punk was uh, took this picture. I guess it was a few days ago. He's just sitting there. Um, now, if you look at this picture, this guy. Um, I don't know if they gave him good painkillers, but he really looks like he's the opposite of straight edge. I don't know if he's a lot. I don't know if his stance changed on that, but before he wasn't allowing himself to take painkillers. Well, those eyes say something different. <laughs> yes, if you remember the old Jeff Hardy video where he's like stoned at a Waffle House or whatever, he talks about all the painkillers that Punk was on. That was that was a wild video. And I know for a fact you take Ambien, Punk. That's Ambien. a drug, brother. And he's like just fucking about to <laughs> over. He was doing his best, Leonard Skinner. <laughs> no drugs, it's me, brother, and you are high. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Punk did take that little picture with a little, like I said, arm injury. And uh, like I said, I, I don't think he would have taken that picture if um, if her necklace didn't look so happy in the pendant between her uh, eyes. Yeah. Right. right. It took me a good three or four viewings of that photo before I realized the Punk had arms. So. I know it takes a little while. Your eyes dart to one section. Of this mm -hmm. thing. And you can't help it. You can't help it. So, anyway, that was on that. Just uh, kind of going with the, uh, you know, going with the chat room here. And thank you, chat room, for stopping by, as always. Thank you. Thank you. Um, anyway, I got a few more. Now, it's been a while, folks, since we've started with a Freddie Prince Jr. anything. It really has. It's been a little while, hasn't it, Smart? I guess Smart agrees. Um, I think he's still there. Yeah, I hope so. I think he might have hit mute or something. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> you're good right now. But Freddie Prince Jr., as you guys can see, he uh, once again was on his little uh, Wrestling with Freddie podcast and was kind of, speaking of CM, uh, CM Punk and promos and MJF and all that stuff, um, basically he was saying he would put Kevin Owens promos up against any of MJF's. Um, basically, he said he, uh, he, he, all the ones where he said he's been praising Owens for a while, but he was saying basically the ones where he was like simultaneously able to talk shit to theory while still putting him over. He said that's what it's about. He said he thinks Kevin Owens is one of the best talkers in the business and uh, has been for a long time. He said, uh, he said, I would put Owens up against any, anybody else's promo, MJF, or any other. So, yeah. also said, I love Kevin Owens. Um, he would never 
get to cut a promo like this when Vince was there. And even when Vince was there, Kevin still had the best promos, period, out of anyone on the network. So, Freddie Prince Jr., big fan of Kevin Owens. What do you think, man? What do you think? There you go. I mean, yeah, it's not easy to to put over your opponent while actually cutting a promo on them, but you don't want to, like, bury them too much because if they beat you, then you look like shit simultaneously. So it's a thin line you got to walk down. Yeah, it's one of those little catch-22s where uh, you're not really sure what to do or, you know, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So, I don't know, man. It's just... I mean, you know, I mean, they're... I can see even comparing those two because both of them have a a lot of fire when they're talking emotionally and, you know, at the crowd. Both of them do have a... I can see the comparison between the two. But as far as content, I think MJF is a little better. Obviously, he has a... uh, He's got a, a little more freedom in his promos. So that's obviously a help to him right there. But... um. I think that helps. I think that's a big help, having the freedom in your promos. I just don't think that, uh, look, Kevin Owens has cut some great promos. I mean, Jesus Christ, this guy also got to bust open Vince McMahon. But I still, I mean, MJF just goes, he cuts deep when he cuts promos. Absolutely, yeah. So I think that's, I think that's the difference right there. I mean, put it up against I mean yeah you could sit there and argue back and forth all day who's got the better promo if you think he, if you think Kevin Owens does you're gonna think Kevin Owens does if I think MJF does it's just the way it's gonna go so I don't know well I, I don't know why we can't just say look they're both really good promo guys and just leave it fucking at that that's not the way things work we gotta have a debate I don't, I don't want to debate there's no reason to debate you like what you like you don't like what you don't like uh, it's just fucking, it's getting fucking old is what it's fucking getting. <laughs> getting old, man. You got some real Danny Glover vibes going on right now. You're just too old for this shit. Too old for this shit. <laughs> he says that in Predator 2 also. Mm. I need to watch Prey. Speaking of Predator, I need to watch Prey this weekend. Is that the new one? That's yeah, the new one on Hulu. I, I really want to watch that. It looks really good. Um, so I want to check that out. I want to check that out this week. And actually, for some reason, this weekend I decided to uh, watch. I don't know why, but I felt like Jason Statham movies. So I watched the Transporter movies. I watched Transporter One, Transporter Two, Transporter Three. Um, I watched a couple of the John Wick movies also over the weekend. And then last night I watched a Hulu uh, movie called uh, Homefront with Jason Statham, James Franco, Winona Ryder. I mean, just uh, these straight-to-streaming videos aren't just fucking low-budget, shitty actors anymore. So it was a cool cool little little movie. Jason, and and we got to see Jason Statham with long hair for like five minutes. Oh, hippie Statham. So it was a uh, he was he was a biker, of course. I won't go too long to it, but over the weekend I watched a movie called Mandy. It's a horror movie with Nicolas Cage, and it is very much a Nicolas Cage movie. So if you're into that shit, sit down and grab a bucket of popcorn and indulge because it is very much a Nicolas Cage experience in a lot of different ways. Lots of eye bulging, what you're saying? Yeah, it's it's pretty fucking wild. And, and and sounds just like you made just eyeballs and just yeah. 
he a, a cult kidnaps his girlfriend, sets her on fire in front of him, and then he has to like go on full on like John Wick style, just murder everybody in the cult. Other other witty one liners after their deaths. Uh, you know, I don't think so. But there was a guy that looked kind of like the uh, Cyrus from the Warriors, but it wasn't him. And he was like the cult leader. It looked like his son. It was, it was wild shit. Hmm. All right. I'll go with that. I'll go with that. Okay. <laughs> it's hard to describe it, but it was a fucking wild movie. It's on Tubi, so it's completely free if anybody wants to watch that. It's fucking wild. Oh, Tubi. I like Tubi, man. I think it's a pretty good one. I like Tubi, too. Yeah. Tubi, Pluto. <laughs> Sasha Baron Corbin says Baron Corbin is the best talker. What? <laughs> That's what he says. Baron Corbin is the best talker. Yeah, this guy wonders why we can't take him fucking seriously. I mean, come on, dude. I, you just said you like what you like. You're going to live by that sword. You're going to die by that sword. So that's I, I don't see no sword. I have a sword in my closet, but it's not here. Fair <laughs> enough. Uh, King says that AEW does push the envelope in their promos. They do, and because they can that's the only reason they do it because they can. They're allowed to. They can. It's just they've got more leeway. They don't have fucking you know investors and advertisers breathing down their fucking neck every time they do or don't say something. So yeah, they can let their guys go a little uh, a little crazy. I am a little bit worried though because I did see a JG Wentworth commercial during Dynamite. That's it's kind of concerning. That's the kind of commercials that play at like two p.m. Like in a doctor's office somewhere, or two a.m. That's yeah. Either way, like if you it's it's if you are unemployable, those are the commercials that you see. Right. Yeah. You're yeah. You're either you know like you said at the doctor's office because you know or you're up at two in the morning drinking and worrying about something. Mm-hmm. I mean, if I'm up at two in the morning drinking, I'm watching a Jason Statham movie probably. That could be fun, I guess. Possibly John Wick. And I'm watching the third one. I need to watch the third one, too. I haven't seen the Parabellum one yet. Have, you, the have you seen the John Wick third? The, any of the John Wicks? Just the first one. Just the first one. Oh, the second one's good, too. The second one is good, too. So the third one's got to be good. Keanu Reeves is just a badass no matter what. We, no matter what, Keanu Reeves is a badass. So I don't think it's going to be a bad movie, but I'll... Uh, I'll be over there checking it out. So, all right. Um, let me knock out one more smart, and I think that'll pretty much level us out kind of right there. Speaking of movies, why don't we talk about this gentleman here, Mr. John Cena, everybody. Smart, what do you think of that hair? No, yeah, you got to love it. You really do. I mean, we're so used to seeing him with kind of the, you know, the, the, the high fade that it's just so weird to see him with this hair now, man. It's fucking just odd but uh john cena's been, oh, go ahead china's favorite son john cena <laughs> yeah he just he really looks like a dad at this point like some like a dad like you you're just you you want to call him dad even though he has no kids i don't think he has kids yet mm. i think nikki would lose her mind if he had kids too oh yes but he does have that sort of vibe of like he has a very specific time that he flips burgers on the grill. <laughs> Be careful. I'm coming out shooting. Ah, that was a great line. That was a great line. 
<laughs> and I highly agree with it. Anyway, um, Cena was in the news uh, over the last couple of days. Basically, um, here's what's going on. We all know John Cena has um, been doing the Make-A-Wish stuff for a very, very long time at this point. It's been 20 years at this point. Honestly, actually, he started in 2002, so it's been exactly 20 years at this point. Um, he actually broke a Guinness World Record um, with doing over 650 wishes for kids. Um I don't care what anyone thinks of John Cena. This is fucking great. Uh, it's a great thing. And you know what? At 500, this is what he said. Someone asked him why he does what he does. And he said, I just drop everything. He said, if I can offer a fantastic experience, I'll be the first in line to do my part. He also said, I want them to have an experience that will stay with them forever. I don't ever want children of their, uh, the children of the families to be treated in any, in a way where they feel as if they're up against anything at all. So, I don't know, man. That's a lot. That's a lot of wishes. I mean, 650 of them. Mm -hmm. That's pretty fucking nuts, dude. That's pretty nuts. But that, like I said, I don't care what you think about John Cena. This is awesome to, to, to see, to hear. And that he's willing to do it. I mean, some, you know, you you can argue back and forth. It was all for PR. It was all for good press for WWE. I don't care. The man was still willing to do it. The man still did what he was asked. The man was still getting off his ass and going to do what he had to do. There's got to be a, a a good level of respect there is what I'm saying. Oh, for sure. I mean, he still does it now that he's not even really... He's still under their umbrella, I guess. But mm -hmm. He's not a regular member of the roster anymore. He's still out there doing it, so that's cool. Yeah, I mean, why Why wouldn't he? I mean, he's bigger than ever. People still want to see him. They still ask for him, obviously. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they just let him go out there and do what he needs to do? I mean, shit. Fucking guy's worth it, man. Tough motherfucker, though, man. I mean, just go out there and keep doing this and be doing the movies and be doing, you know, all the shit that he does and still have time to do it. Good. Good for him, man. Honestly, good for him. So, like I said, I'm not the biggest John Cena fan either, but you really gotta, you gotta, you gotta respect that. Respect, as Adam Sandler would say. But of course. But of course. I think if I had a wish, I don't think I would... Oh, you know what? I guess before we uh, get into one of yours, since we're talking about nice things and cool things and stuff like that, there's a video floating around of, uh, I don't know if you saw this, Mark, of a little girl who was at an AEW show. Um, her reactions when the, I mean, th this should bring you back to when you were just a little kid and still just thought every one of these, these men and women were just larger than life. And it was just still a show to you. Seriously. That's what this little video should bring you back to. I know that you audio listeners can't hear it. Lucky you YouTube video uh, people can. So here's a quick little uh, quick little video for everybody. Smart guy, you can see it, right? Yeah? All right. Oh my God! 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 Oh my
How great is that shit, dude? Seriously. You did get to see that, right? Oh, it's, it is. It's really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I got to see it. So I think I'll be making the same face. Actually. Dude, it, it's like I said, man, with all the fucking bickering and bullshit going on with everybody. And, you know, you, you got to like AEW. You got to be on. You got to pick a side. It's good to see a little girl who's just out there. I mean, who knows? She might have reacted the same way at WWE. But it's just, like I said, man, this should just take you back a little bit to when these guys were just larger than life and just awesome, cool shit that, um, I don't know, man. It, it's good to see kids still out there. And, you know, it's funny. All, yeah, Bischoff, oh, I don't see any kids in the crowd. <laughs> Do I need to play that again, Bischoff? There's kids in the crowd every time. So I thought that was pretty good stuff. I thought that was pretty good stuff and just thought I'd share it with everybody. So there you go. That is nice. I like that. I thought so too, man. I thought it was worth a share. So, all right, Smark, what do you got, man? What do you got? What do you got? Well, uh, you know who else likes to share? (laughs) Brad Maddox is in the news. We found him. We found Brad Maddox. That is, I hope everybody was sitting down. Uh, <laughs> Bam! I was, I was gonna save this for last, but you said sharing and you said making movies, and there's just been too many trigger words. <laughs> yeah, I know. It was like when when uh, AEW put out Pages Trio's title as zero and zero. Uh, they missed one. <laughs> she does love some good trios action. Any losers. This is from WrestlingNews.co. It's been years since wrestling fans have heard of Brad Maddox. We haven't heard of him. Not heard from him, but we just haven't heard of him anymore. We forgot his existence. The former WWE star hasn't wrestled in several years, and it looks like he has put the wrestling business in his rearview mirror. Maddox trended on Saturday night on Twitter after screenshots from a marriage coaching website went viral. Maddox's real name, Joshua Klutz, reportedly changed his name to Tyler K. Warner for acting gigs and he has filmed some independent movies is that what we're calling it Mm. independent movies indeed maddox was released by wwe in late 2015 over a year later an explicit video of maddox with two wwe stars leaked online i like how they didn't include who was involved uh anyways shortly after he deleted his social media accounts and the last thing he's listed as doing in wrestling was an independent show in 2016 now, somebody posted the uh, on Twitter about this. There was a little, like, I guess, ad or a little uh, image that was floating around from a marriage counseling website with this guy and this girl. And was, they were looking all happy. You could see it right there. Um, petting a dog, having a time. And the, the text says, who I am now? And who am I? And how do I know this? I'm Ryan. I'm a women's marriage coach. I've been married to my wonderful husband for almost 15 years now. And I have tons of knowledge that comes in the best way. So I think this is a flawed situation. If this, if he's a marriage counselor, if she's a marriage counselor, he's allegedly been married for 15 years. Mm-hmm. This poor woman is in for a real surprise, I think. Yeah, I'd keep her away from Pornhub, number one. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, he did make a, you know, a little video and has had uh, relations that were uh, right out there with, um, you know, someone, this girl here. New, that That is the newest picture of her, by the way. She really does look good. 
she's really nice. She's only 30 and she's hitting milfy looking already. I mean, just Jesus Christ. I mean, I love it. I love it. But um, yeah, I mean, listen, they use stuff like this. I, she hired an actor, probably. Mm-hmm. Maybe, probably. I mean, I'd be willing to you know play that role for a couple of dollars. I can't tell if it's a dog or a carpet. Um, it could be either or. I just can't really tell. It's kind of a tough picture to judge by, to be honest with you. But I'll go with dog. We can go with dog. That's fine. It starts off as a dog, and now then it, you know maybe a couple <laughs> years down the road become a carpet. Shave that fucking thing. <laughs> Ooh, sorry. Shave that little fucker. I hope that she's a little bit more well groomed than that dog is. Uh, you know. Anyway, that's uh. I mean, hey, guy had to come back somewhere. And I mean, look, he's does have a does have a look of an actor. Almost like a Ryan Seacrest and Ryan Reynolds look, you know? Yeah. Yeah, he looks vaguely like, I know you haven't watched the show, but if anybody else is listening, Mac from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. If you look him up, he looks kind of like Maddox a little bit. But see, the problem is that, like, I can't see Brad Maddox being anything other than, like, a commercial actor. Mm. And the problem with that is that no company is going to hire him because if you look him up online, (laughs) yeah, boy. Yeah, you might find a few. Uh, you'll find some interesting things about uh, about Mr. Maddox online. Obviously, obviously, mm-hmm. you'll find some interesting things. So, but uh, hey, he did what he did. Everyone's got to go back to work eventually, right? Yeah. I mean, everyone's got to have a shot at it. I mean, I I wouldn't even I wouldn't even very happy when people busted fucking Joey uh, Ryan when he was working at Disney. I mean, come on, guy's got to work. It's not like he's. Uh, He's around a crowded fucking a, a crowd of people all day. I don't think yeah. it was a big goddamn deal. Yeah, I mean it is what it is on that front, but the one I really feel bad for is like just incredible. Like he was working at Target, like a bunch of people took photos of him and spread it online. Yeah, exactly. Well they, they did the same thing when they found well, who did Shane Douglas was working at Target? They did the same thing to him? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, I I don't fucking I I have the all the utmost respect for people that go out there and try to fucking make a living. I mean, how else are you gonna pay bills? You know, depend on someone else to do it. I don't fucking think so. I mean, really, is working at Target like that much more? Like, it seems to me like it would be better than working in front of like ten people at like a county fair somewhere. You'd think. I mean, I I don't know, man. Just to be able to kind of swallow your pride and go be at a job where you're probably going to get recognized once or twice a day and not give a fuck that that says something to me man that 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 just tells me something about your 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 character your personality and the people that make fun of you for doing it i think that tells a lot more about their personality and their character well there you go so i don't know that's just me but uh, yeah, good to see uh, good to see Brad Maddox back somewhere doing something. I'm uh, something. We're not quite sure what he's doing. I'm, 
Yeah, it, 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 it is kind of weird. I mean, is she the counselor? Is he the counselor? When they go to see her, do they ask if about him? Does I he, mean, I would know. Does he look enough like her husband that it doesn't matter? I don't know. No one knows. It's all a mystery. I mean, yeah, that, 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 that you mentioned it, I really didn't think about this. I was more just, like, using this as an opportunity to kind of laugh at Brad Maddox. But, like, she, her whole thing is that she is a woman's marriage counselor, and she's supposed to be in a relationship for 15 years, and maybe she's telling the truth. But now everybody knows that the guy in that photo is not your husband. So, like, that's going to probably fuck up the business a little bit. And the matching T-shirts are absolutely adorable. I mean, what else can you say but adorable? That is literally my worst nightmare, that I would be in a relationship where somebody deemed that to be necessary. No, our shirts have to match. My wife will make our colors match, but we'll never have the same shirts on. That's not the way. No, I don't do that shit. Yeah, I, that is, I mean, I'm not even kidding. That is a genuine concern for me, is that just someday I'll be like taking a photo and I'll be wearing a matching outfit with my family and I'll just like my eyes, like the light will just leave my eyes. That's about what happens. It, 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 it does. It, that, that's the best place for it to go out. Your body is the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it, it just leaves. And, and everyone sits there and watches too. They just watch it leave. They're like, wow, that's crazy, dude. Okay. <laughs> so anyway, um. All right, hey, uh, Brad Maddox, it is. Um. Anyway, I, I don't know why this just popped into my head, but we have been tasked by a listener to do something. No. Nothing bad. Don't start getting bad thoughts. A listener wanted us to review the 1992, I believe, Royal Rumble. I will double check. I just want to say it now. Remind me. This is reminding myself. Um, so. That like Flair one? I think that's the one. I'm pretty sure it's the one it was. I'll, I'll, I'll double check later. When we get off the air, I'll double check again. But I, I just wanted to say it because of that we, we were tasked to do that. So we need to do it. So a couple of weeks, we'll get it done. I mean. Sure, why not? I mean, unless Punk. Decides to go on another fucking mad rage. There's not that much in the you know in the news lately. So uh, King's asking, does Stardust ever return? I'm surprised they didn't make him come back as Stardust. <laughs> additional question to put over Baron Corbin. That wasn't his question, but that is another question that's circulating. Uh, I mean, look, if he wants to come back and put over Baron Corbin, I don't give a shit. Uh, it won't matter one bit to me. It won't. I don't care. I just don't care. It's all I can say. Is I don't care. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. I think okay. I don't care is pretty good. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to turn into the waters of NXT 2.0 soon. Because apparently they're doing Halloween Havoc again. I like that. Yeah, they're doing something like that. And I mean, it, a lot of rumors going on there with uh, NXT. If they're going to be doing, an, I mean, some are saying the TakeOver name may be coming back. Some are saying no way it's going to. I don't know, man. I guess everything's just kind of up in the air right now with all the new 
kind of the new regime taken over. So everything's just up in the air right now, I guess. Every, everything is a what if and and a who knows. So, all right. I guess that means we got to get into a, a little bit of news here. But uh, CM Punk, we actually just, uh, we've mentioned him a couple times already on the show. So might as well bring the story up right here. Um, obviously, we all know, you know. I don't, I don't need to bring up Punk and the titties anymore. I, I will later for you real quick one more time. Um, it's actually looking more like... Uh, it's saying CM Punk's side of it that he didn't really go in swinging is looking a little more credible, to be honest with you guys. New reports are saying that uh, CM Punk's side and the uh, and the Elite have basically agreed that it was the, uh, I believe, the elite that started throwing punches. I guess there was an investigation. I don't know who investigated. I, I can just, uh, my God, if I could have seen Tony in a fucking Sherlock Holmes outfit, that would have been beautiful. Brian Alvarez went, went on, um, this is a sports key to put this out, but it's all, it's via what culture via wrestling observer and Brian Alvarez, which is uh, whom I mentioned right now. Brian Alvarez said the thing about their brawl is there really aren't two sides of the story anymore. There were two sides of the story for a while, but now pretty much both sides agree that CM Punk threw the first punch. The punk side has backed off the kicking down the door thing. They have admitted the Bucks didn't kick down the door. Uh, they didn't. Um, they kick the door down. The Young Bucks did go into the room. They didn't just go into the room with the, the head of legal. They went into the room with the head of legal and the head of talent relations, Christopher Daniels. So they ain't kicking no door down. And like I said, both sides agreed they didn't kick down the door. Really, the only disagreement at this point is were the Bucks aggressive? Punk side admitted he threw the first punch. The only disagreement is was he actually in fear for his safety or did he just start punching? Now, with all that said, I don't know if y'all remember, Punk is kind of quick to throw a punch. He actually hit the wrong guy in a crowd, if you guys remember. Mm -hmm. He probably decked him. And it wasn't even the right guy that pushed him. He hit the wrong guy. So... Punk is quick to throw a punch without really having much information is all I want to throw out there. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where are you at, Mark? What you got? What you got? I was trying to see if I could find a photo of him decking the fan. Because it kind of looked like that Pantera album cover. It was pretty cool. Um, oh, uh, vulgar, uh, vulgar act of violence, I think vulgar. so. Say it again. I believe it was a vulgar display of power. You got Make it. Sure. You got it, sir. The, the, vulgar display of power. I, I, I just all this does is give you the mental image of like the young bucks like super kicking a steel door over and over again, hoping to knock it down. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, uh, what, what was that? <laughs> yeah, I got lost in the sauce too on that one. Yeah. <laughs> just got. I got to tell you, I've looked at this picture about five times. I did not know she was holding a cup. Mm. She's holding a cup. I never knew. She could see me pee, I guess. Uh, but look at the her. old eye cup. I don't know. 
I like how the idea of this show is just going to be 20 minutes of us just staring at that picture. No, that's all right. I took it off. I took it off. I'm going to, you know what? I will, I, I, I will remove it from OBS. I will delete. Now we cannot show it anymore, but we can go back to Punk and the Bucks. So, all right. So first it was, okay, the Bucks came in and kicked down the fucking door like their fucking Magnum PI or something. All right. Everyone's backing off that. No Magnum PI shit happened. Now, okay, Punk threw the first punch. Well, the only question not answered is why did Punk throw the first punch? I don't know if anyone knows the easiest way to get that answer. It's to ask CM Punk. Tony Khan, where the fuck are you to ask CM Punk? Punk, what happened? Tell me. No? No one? Okay. Okay, I could do my best Tony Khan impression. Just give me a second here to kind of get that going. I can only do it with one eye, though. Oh, God. <laughs> dart left and right, dart left and right. All right, we got you. We got you. We understand, Smark. We do. We do. We do. I'm sure I have it somewhere on here if I look, but I don't know. Oh, need just conducting these investigations. Like, who in the, on the AEW roster would, like, make a good detective gimmick? Mmm. That's a good question. Wow, on the AEW roster or WWE AEW roster? WWE, huh. but I mean, the matter of hand would be AEW. All right, now I'm trying to think who would be a good addition to that. Hager? Hager has kind of a detective look. Here we go. There you go, Smart. Yeah, ass. Give you some time. Oh, I don't know who would be a. He see he he's trying to look around and see who'd be a good uh, detective too. See, he's trying right now. Bad and any like there has to be somebody has to have added like little cartoon birds flying around to that gift. That has to be out there somewhere. All right. Um. Wow. Who would make a good detective gimmick in A E W? Matt Menard. Mm, yeah, I can see that. That guy is fucking awesome. Awesome. Matt Menard could do it. Um, the Butcher could be an undercover cop, like in a biker gang. Ooh. The Butcher. Uh, Blade could be uh, Jason Statham lookalike. Blade could be like the guy who gets shot like early on, like season one of the cop show. Just there for a little go. bit of extra dramatic fodder. Like he's dying almost immediately. Probably, probably. Um, wow, who else? Man, that roster is so young. You couldn't even think of anybody. That's the problem. I think Darby. The one that keeps coming back to my mind is Hager. I just think Hager would make a good detective. Hager would put him and Sammy together, and they could be a buddy cop movie. Mm-hmm. Sammy Hager. That'd be nice. Could work that out. I think. Sting, Sting okay. I mean, Sting did play a cop in a movie. The fuck? Holy shit, okay. They love that Takeshka guy. So that's one. We could remake Rush Hour, but then who do we put opposite him? Who's Chris Tucker? Chris Tucker? The comedian? Well, I'm saying, yeah, yeah. Like I'm saying, we were talking about like cop, you know, who'd be a detective. We started talking about cop shows, cop movies. Oh, right, you're going Rush, Rush Hour. Hour. You're going Rush Hour here. See? Yeah. 
SBC says Sting. I'm, I'm there. Sting already played a cop. Sting was a cop. Sting and Darby could be a weird cop show. Mm. Darby's like a like a like a Satanist pull a cop or something. <laughs> Sting, Sting, I got it. Sting shoots him. Darby brings him back to life with some weird fucking mumbo jumbo shit or something. Just I don't know. All right, we're right, reaching. We're in the Rush Hour remake, I'm going with Keith Lee. I'm I'm returning this whole going to do like the kind of the inverse of everything that Chris Tucker was about. Keith Lee would be good, except people would get really annoyed at his uh, his his speech pattern. Probably, I mean, he was awfully unhappy tonight. <laughs> it's one of the greatest. I don't think it's going to get enough credit, but it was like one of the greatest promos in my mind because he said that Swerve couldn't be there tonight because he was extremely disgruntled. Yeah, <laughs> it's the most Keith Lee type shit to say. I love it. SBC says we got to make uh, Eddie Kingston the chief of police. Ooh, I, I do love that. Oh my that is- god, that's beautiful. Uh. <laughs> Uh, Sammy has to be the fuck up detective. See, that was perfect. We got to get Sammy in there for him to yell at. Listen, partner, you can't just play by your own rules. <laughs> can't call me fat. You're flying off the handle, partner. I think he called him fat again in a promo. <laughs> but he, obviously he has permission this time. But uh, I, I believe he called him fat in another promo. He said he was sorry that he didn't call him a fat piece of shit sooner. Did you notice on AEW tonight the old shit was bleeped with a yeah. with some crowd noise? There was a couple of different instances where that happened, but yeah, I did notice that. I think last week one of them was bleeped too, and I, we forgot to mention it. But uh, man, I almost want to pull up the AEW roster because I know we're forgetting some really good people. Detective material. I'll do that. Let's. We've got a little bit of time to kill here. Yeah, yeah. Why not? We've only got a. Uh, let me see. While you're doing that, let me see what we got left here. Uh, CM Punk, WWE that, WWE that. Yeah, we got two left each. We got two more left each. Which that ain't bad. Oh, man. All right, so AEW roster. Trying to think. You got it yet? I mean, I'm looking at the roster right now. Uh, I'll pull it up too. Bowens wouldn't be a bad pick. Oh, I, that's kind of a sneaky one. No, it wouldn't actually be a bad pick. <sighs> Bowens would be good. Give me one second. Going right to the website. All right, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's scrape down this bad boy. Oh, oh, there we go. Oh, Wardlow would be the fucking roided up cop that's all unpredictable and goes home and drinks and no one knows who you know what's what's going to happen actually christopher daniel's not a bad pick either no not at all uh, can we find a way to have in helico get shot <laughs> i just i did scroll past that helico and i was like i know something's coming <laughs> anthony agogo couldn't pass he has eye damage so he's he can't be a cop um oh Dude, Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. There's your buddy cop team right there. Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson. Two old school looking guys. I love it. Uh, I could definitely see Brock being a cop. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Most definitely. Most sure. definitely. 
Uh, Chuck Taylor looks like he got arrested, not a cop. Shit, Claudio could be a Jason Statham lookalike. Mm. <laughs> Holy he, shit. That's his existence. <laughs> oh, man. Everyone else just, I mean, they, they, I mean, they could be on 21 Jump Street, but actually, I could see Dax as a cop. Yeah, he's got the mustache. Dax would be a good cop. Dustin. Carl, like Carl Winslow thing. Yeah. Uh, Dustin, be a good cop. Yeah, I think this is because he's like older and southern. That just sort of fits. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Of course. Um. Oh shit, Lance Archer. Yeah. Luchasaur. Luchasaur. <laughs> that would be amazing. Just a fucking cop in a luchador mask. I would watch that. How did you pass the psych test if you think you're a fucking dinosaur? Can you explain this to me, please? Okay. He's the best one we got. He's, he's, a, he's a real wild card, but he's a good, he's a good guy. Oh, shit. Fuck. No, 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 no. Mark Henry's the chief of police. No, no, no. Mark Henry's chief of police. Eddie Kingston's just going to have to be fucking, like, inspector or something. Mark Henry's got to be the chief of police. I don't know. I, I could picture Eddie Kingston also being like the guy that they interview because there's been a murder. I'm like, he didn't do it. So he's cracking wise at him. And then it turns out like it looks like he did, but then it turns out he didn't. What did you see? Stitches get stitches play. I'm out of here. All right. Like, like half the time, it seems like I haven't watched many of these shows, but it seems like, like every like law and order SVU, they just always interview a construction worker. That's mad that he's interrupting their day. So like that's that's Eddie Kingston territory. Of course, of course, you're right, you're right. And I mean, let, let's face it, a great comedy would be the Young Bucks as a fucking buddy cop duo. I I got to admit, that would. Um, we did get to see Miro hold a gun in um, one of the movies, the uh, that WWE movie, that shitty one. The countdown. I for, uh, countdown or something like that. Yeah, um, countdown. Dude, this is the worst picture of Ortiz. Yeah, he doesn't he doesn't look right without the hair. What the fuck did they do to Ortiz? Can I share this? Is there any way for me to share? Hold on. This, I know there's a way to share my browser. Browser. Yeah, what do I gotta do to share my browser here? Nope, that's not the browser one I want to share. Ooh, QT Marshall does have kind of he's got some vibes. Some vibe? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, if we're still doing the cop thing, he's sort of, I can see it. All right. Go with vibe if you want to. All right. Yeah, I can't find the right source. Oh, wait a minute. I can put the URL in there. Hold on. Let's see if that works. There are, there are a lot of people after looking at this roster that I'm astounded that haven't been fired yet. Okay. Here it is. Here it is, folks. Now, don't know how it's going to see, but I can't scroll it down. So I'm obviously not doing this right, which doesn't surprise me. I don't do things right all the time. Anyway. Well, hold on a minute. I'll, I'll, I'll get this to work for you. Well, I, what, what happened is I probably should have done it at the beginning and then scrolled down is what I probably should have done, which I probably could do real quick. I don't know. We're just killing time. I don't know why we're doing this tonight, but uh, this is what we're doing. Although, could I do window capture and capture that? Oh, there we go, folks. Now I got it. I got it. I got it. I got it smart. Here we go. Okay, folks, let's check out this picture of Ortiz down here together here. 
And here, it's nice. here, you guys can check out the old roster while you're up there. Tell us which ones you'd like. I'll go slower. But we're about to get to the Ortiz picture. And holy hell. Holy shit, I just realized that CM Punk and Cole Cabana are right together. That is wild. Oh my god, they're side by... Oh, what a bunch of pricks. <laughs> holy shit, they are side by fucking side, man. That is ridiculously <laughs> crazy. Put this in the middle of the screen, folks. And All right. Let's get to this Ortiz picture. Y'all have got to see this. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Look at this. I know y'all see this. Right beside Orange Cassidy. Right beside Pac. Dude. What the fuck is it's happening not, in this picture? It's not great. Please explain. Please. <laughs> Oh, my God. Oh, and of course, I mean, come on. QT Marshall, he'd be a great cop. That's what I was saying. He's got dirty cop vibes to him. Yeah, definitely. Sunny Kiss, great cop. Could be. You never know. I don't know, man. Like I said, we got the Butcher there. We got the Blade. Wardlow, Yuta. Yuta ain't doing shit. I don't know. Some of these women would actually make pretty goddamn good cops. Athena be a great one. Jade, Jade would kill it as a cop. Layla Hirsch, little short, she would work. Now here's a question to ponder. Now that I, I'm looking at them, has there ever been a tag team that has had a better look but has a comp has been more underwhelming than the Butcher and the Blade? Because they both look really fucking cool, but like, ugh, just there's nothing there. No, there isn't. There really isn't. You know, I, I. you might be right there. You're you're definitely right in the fact that they really haven't done anything. I don't know why. You're right. They have a great look. They always have. But they just end up in shitty teams. They ended up in that whole Jericho thing for a little while. The, uh, what the fuck was that? Uh, yeah, the inner circle. Inner circle. Yeah, inner circle. It started on that, and then they were part of this other group, this HFO, this AFO. It's like... Let them do their thing. They're intimidating looking. They have a great look. I don't get it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were in the Hardy family office. That was just, yeah, it was God awful. That was yeah. a terrible. Story. Yeah. Mm hmm. Oh, Christopher Kane is asking who made Brian Danielson's entrance music. Not it does not fit him at all. He's, he, I don't, I don't know if that's his point, but yeah, it does not fit him at all. Yeah. Not Jim Johnston. I'll tell you that. Mm, that's his brother Tim Johnson <laughs> Brother Tim <laughs> I think the name I need to name the show Brother Tim <laughs> Brother Tim Brother Tim Come on down Brother Tim Well look we can't afford Jim So uh, you know <laughs> it's Old Tim John Stone uh, Jesus Christ Old Nick Khan bitching about budget cuts over there, and then Triple H is probably talking about getting that guy back. He should be talking about to getting that fucking guy back. Yeah. Some of that music was downright fucking legendary, dude. It really was. Seriously. Seriously was, man. So, um, Smart, go for it. Go for it, dude. Go. Let's see here. 
Oh, right. Um, as I'm pulling this up, one last one. Mercedes, Mercedes Martinez would be perfect. Yes. I just saw that, and I was like, that's amazing. Um, speaking of absolutely nothing, I, have, I don't have a segue. Uh, Ricky Morton gives an update on the Rock and Roll Express retirement tour. In January, Ricky Morton announced the Rock and Roll Express farewell tour would begin on January 22nd. No dates were given for the tour, and it wasn't said when the tour would officially end. But at the conclusion of it, Ricky and Robert Gibson would retire from the tag team wrestling. Speaking on Insider's Edge, Ricky was asked about the farewell tour and when it might conclude. Quote, no, we haven't, he replied when asked if the final match had been decided upon. There you go. Quote, there are, also, there are so many places we have on our farewell tour. I guess it's going to turn into Kiss's farewell tour and go on for 14 years because there are so many places we haven't been or need to go back. There are a lot of towns that you want to go to. We were talking about it. It has to be our last match. It has to be at NWA. I have talked to Billy Corgan about it. Ricky said some of his best moments happened in NWA. He and Robert are eight-time NWA tag team champions. It'll probably be June or July of next year. Robert and I have a few towns we still have to hit. We're going to end it this year, but we announced this and we're trying to make a living. We didn't make millions. There are towns, oh, that's sad, that we're going to make a lot of money off of in the next six months. It's going to happen, he said. Ricky and Robert teamed at Renegade Wrestling Alliance on September 17th and won the RWA Tag Team Championships, prestigious titles if ever there were. Uh, the team has competed for GCW, BTW, UPW, and other acronymed companies. <laughs> Other acronymed company. I've literally only heard of one of these companies. I don't know if I beat Um. <laughs> um. Alright. Anyone's ever listened to one episode of this, I am a huge Rock and Roll Express fan. I'm not yeah. going through the stories again. It is time for them to go. I do know that. They're younger than most of the guys. I mean, shit, they're younger than Ric Flair just did his last match. Um, and I, I think now this one, an, another one that's close to kind of, you know, my nostalgic uh, kind of bone is um, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's looking to come out and do one more match too. Yeah, that's the rumor. I love it. I love it, man. Last time he was in the ring, they just kept chanting, you still got it. So we'll see what happens with that. But... um as much as I don't want to see these guys stop performing Rock and Roll Express, I do know it's time. I know it is. I know, you know, uh, I think Ricky or, uh, yeah, Ricky wants to start getting in there with his son more and has been. And uh, I don't see a problem with it. I, 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 I will always, they will always be the reason that I love wrestling, started watching wrestling. That'll never change. But it's probably time for them to to go. I mean, Road Warriors were another reason I watched wrestling. Those guys were fucking amazing, larger-than-life, absolute maniac giants to me. And I still, you know, they're both gone. It's sad, but, you know, you move on. You move on. And you're right when you paused and said that's sad. It is so sad. These guys were so popular and didn't make millions. Oh, my Lord. Man. Yeah, I mean, 
basically just saying we need the money. And it's like, oh, that's good. Yeah. We need some retirement. We need something to live off of for the next few years. Yeah, that's what he's saying. And that is absolutely gut-wrenching to me, honestly. Honestly, it was. But, uh, yeah. Yeah. What do you think, man? Yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I think if they promote that right, that's going to be a pretty big event for them, NWA, when they do end up having that retirement match. I mean, we saw all the hoopla over Ric Flair's retirement match. It's not going to be quite necessarily the same thing. But still, you can build an entire event around that for sure and promote it right. Don't think Flair isn't calling him and going, I can get y'all Conrad. Oh, dear. I can get y'all Conrad. Woo! <laughs> Fucking piece of shit. Fucking I had to pause because I just pictured Gibson saying, I know a con artist when I see one. <laughs> that is sort of proof. Look at the picture right here. Look at the left eye. Look at his left eye. You, you, you see how you can see the white part? Look at his right eye. You can't even see white. That's wild. He's a, he, he is a true wild-eyed Southern boy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> ah, Christopher Kane saying Rock and Roll and Midnight Express got him in the rest. There you go. Some of the, what, what, dude, one of the greatest feuds ever. That's, listen, I, 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 I hope we didn't, you know, get Sean completely away from the show when we were talking about Jim Cornette. Neither one of us was saying the guy was a scumbag or a piece of shit. Just saying we don't agree with him on a, on a couple of things. Listen, Jim Cornette was part of the greatest wrestling memories I have with Rock and Roll Express and Midnight Express. That will never fucking go away. Jim right. Cornette being a little out of touch and maybe, you know, just being a little old school and stuck in his ways. And I get that. Yeah, whatever. That's Jim. Right. But that doesn't, that's Cornette or, well, he's just stuck in his ways or he's just old school. That doesn't explain away everything, you know? It just doesn't. Cornette has always been, it seems like, like what he says, it comes from a good place. But at the same time, like ironically, a lot of the tangents that he goes on and sort of the more devote sort of zealots of his. Hmm. Fans, but zealots, if you're a Cornette fan, that's totally fine. But some people are like ridiculous diehards. It kind of fosters a very negative atmosphere around wrestling. It kind of makes wrestling a bad, a worse place because of that sort of absolutist attitude that some of the people, some of the more overzealous fans of his have, not all of them, a very small percentage. But, you know, you get those people out there that are just... You know, it has to be one way, and if it's not that way, it's not good. And so there's room for all different philosophies when it comes to this shit. Oh, sorry about that. Yeah, that it's true. It is. And I see Christopher Kane's going, that guy Juice got Tony Storm? Yes. <laughs> uh, no one should be. Uh, who tried to argue with you about the rock? Who, 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 who's that? Matt Coon. Who's Matt Coon? Am I supposed to know? I have no fucking idea who that is. I don't know, but if anyone's arguing with you about the Rock and Roll Express, just 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 don't listen to them anymore. Ignore them. They shouldn't even. Don't listen to them. Just walk away. That being said, I do understand the sort of befuddlement about the Juice Robinson situation, but he is 
he actually like he's from a place that's not too far from where I'm from. Oh. So I, I support him and his endeavors because it's from Joliet, which is uh, actually where they had the, the speedway, the Chicagoland speedway. Oh, OK. All right. All right. Very nice. All right. Guess we can move on. I mean, it, 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 trust me, I, I I love the Rock and Roll Express, and I, but uh, and them ending it, ending it in, in NWA, I, that that writes itself, dude. That was Matt Coon used to do a podcast with Vince Russo, so that kind of explains everything you need to know. Absolutely, and yeah, I have no clue who that guy is. I, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Although one of the one of the more funny moments I've ever like Vince Russo related, there was a clip of him online trying to pronounce the New Japan roster. And it's it's fucking amazing. It's beautiful. It, it, it like it just he he couldn't be farther off from like eighty percent of the names. Is it worse than when I try? Oh, significantly. Oh, yes. good, good. Well, that's good. That's good because I'm 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 pretty bad at it, and it makes me feel bad that I pronounce these people's names wrong. But uh, all right, Smart, this is something right up your alley, man. Looks like WWE is getting a little more uh, involved in the college sports business. Um, I guess over the uh, over the weekend, Bianca Belair had introduced uh, University of Tennessee with a championship belt. Um, so she did that, and it looks like what WWE is going to start doing. Uh, it was announced that um, what they're going to do is they've secured licenses from all the 14 um, schools in the Southeastern Conference, and they're going to be basically buying championships with custom side plates for Alabama, Georgia, LSU, Florida, Auburn, Texas, A&M, Kentucky, Ole Miss, Arkansas, South Carolina, Missouri, Mississippi, Mississippi State, Vanderbilt, and obviously University of Tennessee. Um, if you'd like to buy that belt, it is $500 right now. If you'd like to spend $500, if you have $500, you're welcome to go spend it on that one. But basically they're just, they're jumping on. They'll be able to give you actual licensed college football side plates on your belt for probably another couple hundred bucks. <laughs> wow, dude. That background is like turning you into like Jacob's ladder. You're like shaking all over the screen, man. Disappearing into I am disappearing into Loki. Yeah, you're <laughs> I thought you got I thought they actually took you out of the arena for a minute there. <laughs> so, you know, I like I said, Smart, I thought it was a little more up your alley, but um you know, that's uh look, WWE is always looking to get their name on something. I'm sure they will be there will be a WWE logo somewhere on well, you're gonna put them on a championship belt, probably a WWE belt. Be really funny if you bought these and put them on AEW belts. <laughs> Someone is already doing like thinking of doing that, so I wouldn't worry. You know what I noticed about that actually is that AEW doesn't use custom nameplates. Like not the side plates, but they don't actually like have the champion's name on their belts. Well, they fucking hot shot the belt too much. Why would they? At least, as far as I know, because I I saw a picture. Uh, this was, of course, I was looking at the belt. It was uh, of Tony Storm, and she had her belt, 
and it did not have a nameplate on it. I'm sure you were looking at her belt. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's what you were looking at. I I get it. I get it. All right, Smark. I think you got one more. I do have one more, and since we're talking about AEW. Um, good news. None of you assholes can back out of your contracts. Tony's taking you to task. At this time, AEW had Tony Khan is not going to grant any releases for those wrestlers that have requested it. Ha ha, he says. Now, <laughs> talking on Monday's Wrestling Observer about Malachi Black's situation, Dave Meltzer said nobody is getting released. Um, uh, um, that's the doctrine Tony made very clear, I guess, in the last couple of days. The news comes on the heels of Black talking on Instagram Monday night and denying reports he had secured his release, taking umbrage with how the story has been reported. I did read this, and I like this part that's coming up. He had, he had said Tony had given him some time off and that he will be back in AEW, quote, pretty soon. He alluded to not asking for his release, saying the word was in quotation marks. However, the first reference in his September 18th post specifically states, quote, I did indeed ask for my release. You've been caught in a lie, Malachi. He also denied he he has a five-year deal, even though Khan said during a July interview with Busted Open Radio that he has nearly five years left on his deal. This also comes after Buddy Matthews told an indie crowd Saturday he was taking time off, followed by a fightful story citing sources that he had expressed dissatisfaction with AEW in recent months. Matthew appeared to deny any problems by using a Seinfeld meme. (laughs) So there you go. How about that? Um, yeah. I, I... What the fuck is King? He's washing his hands of the situation, I think, is what he's trying to say. Oh, that sanitizer. Is that what that is? Yeah. Oh, thought that might have been lotion. I think he's watching I thought he's watching the Tony Storm match. Um Alright. So alright, not releasing anybody. That's fine. Whatever, Tony. You'll eventually your roster is gonna get so overbloated you're gonna have no choice. But to release some a few people, you'll see. We'll all see. But um, yeah, this whole Malachi Black thing—he has been caught in a few lies. Or, I mean, are they lies? Are they miscommunication? Is Tony? Uh, you know what? Is Tony lying on on one thing? The one thing that you can't deny is Malachi Black did get caught in the release lie. So. I don't know, man. It's it. I, I do like the idea of is like these fucking dirt sheets are making shit up, and then somebody's like, "No, actually, you said on Instagram," and I quote, "It's like, ah, damn it, I thought I did that." Uh, well, listen, I, I don't believe all these people are asking for their release. Some people need, might need a break. It does happen. People do have personal problems. People have issues. People have all kinds of things going on in their life that really. Is none of our fucking business. And that's basically what he was saying last week, Malachi Black, is the reason I'm leaving really isn't your fucking business. I'll tell you when I'm ready. Not that I fucking need to, but when I'm ready, I'll tell you. And if I don't say it, don't believe it. And that's basically what he was saying. So, you know, 
good. Good for him. But, I mean, it, it's like, uh, like I said, you know, every week it seems like now this one's unhappy at AEW. This one's unhappy in AEW. This one's unhappy in AEW. Motherfucker, you're running out of places that have television shows. There's not that many left anymore. You think, you think you're going to go to Impact and be happier in front of fucking 85,000 fans? You think? 85,000 fans and the Impact. Yeah, yeah, and by the way, that's combined between television and fucking, you know, uh, live audiences. No, he's not going to be happy there. He'll start bitching again. Seriously, I, I really think that these people don't know. Uh, these, And by these people, I mean these fucking so-called wrestling journalists. I don't think they know what the fuck they're talking about half the time. I think they just go, oh, he doesn't look happy. Oh, none of n- none of the House of Black look happy. Let's just say they're all asking for their release. Mm-hmm. Smart, I heard you were asking for your release the other week, too. That's right. I know. No, I'm not doing it. You're not allowed. I, I, I've fielded I've numerous offers from Conrad. <laughs> I would actually tell you to go do it just so I could. So, Smark, you were blackout drunk two months ago. That rumor what? innuendo. I, it's like, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> of course, that's all rumor and innuendo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you want something in your endo, motherfucker. Oof. That can't be a very sanitary place. <laughs> You think Conrad calls his asshole the impact zone? <laughs> I'm proud of myself for that one. Um, anyways, Christopher Kane says, makes sense. Tony Khan doesn't want to look like a mark. They, I mean, that's true. Oh, uh, shit. <laughs> SBC le- is leaving, and I don't blame him. No. <laughs> I, I, I am sorry. Good night, SBC. No, I... <laughs> I love the fact I have to go from all that to to a Soraya story. Um, I mean, well, I guess speaking of contracts, let's just leave it at that and um, things like that. Let's bring up, uh, like I said, that new picture of Paige here. Paige, you had some leaks where you put a dildo in your butt. Do you want to talk about that? (laughs) We're still talking about you, right? (laughs) Oh, no, 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 no. What? what? That's all Paige. Oh, we're talking about Paige now. Okay. She does, yeah. she does, I'm, I'm, dude, she looks like a, uh, I mean, a new person. I mean, she looks I'm like taller. I, I thought you were going to say like a stripper. No, I have no problem with her. I mean, her boots, first of all, have me. I love it. I love a chicken hooker boots. The higher, the better. You kind of find those intimidating. You not like those. Oh, I love them. I've never been a boots person. Oh, stiletto, high boots. Fucking, that's it. That's all a girl needs. If you, it, I'm, I've told my wife before, if, if anyone ever wanted to get me in trouble, come in and naked and fucking a pair of fucking high thigh, high boots. I'm probably done. Mm, interesting. Just divorce me tomorrow. I could get anyone. Like, you gotta be a little bit more specific on this. Well, you know. Page definitely. Look at that. That sounds problematic. You might need to get marriage counselor Brad Maddox on the case. Oh, shit. I don't know if that would help. Well. <laughs> He'd have some interesting ideas. He does know Paige. Um, 
Um, hmm. Can get her to do things. No, she she's admitted she was all messed up back then. She was a kid, dude. She was a kid when she was doing all that stuff, basically. So, anyway, obviously we know Paige slash Soraya, and it is Soraya, not Soraya. There's a whole thing about that. They even did a whole segment on it tonight on how her name is hard to say. Mm-hmm. We'll get to that later. But um, basically what they're saying is um, Fightful sources indicate that Soraya has signed a three-year contract with the company. Um, no one, though, is clear on if it's for wrestling or if it's for management or what it's for. So... Really, all they know is she has a three-year contract. They don't know what it's for. They don't know what she's going to be doing. And they wasted a lot of your time. And they were sure to tell you that they put out a quote saying she is excited about being with the company. Yes. Really? What told you that? I mean, I would just, in general, sort of hope so. Yeah. She did take a few shots at Vince and WWE tonight. When she was out there talking. She took a few shots. A couple shots. The shots there. And it seems like the thing that people are getting worked up about, just preliminaries speaking. Um, she said that Tony Storm is the best women's champion AEW has ever had. But she's a fighting champion. And somehow people are reading into this that she took a shot at Thunder Rosa. I don't know how we got to that point, but that's what I've been reading on Twitter. Anything she said, it was going to be, it's a shot at this one, it's a shot at that one. People. But I mean, then like five different champions at this point. There was, uh, God, what's her face? Nella Rose was a champion. Sheeta was yeah. a champion. Britt Baker, Thunder Rosa, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, fucking Ryu or Rio or whatever, however you pronounce her name. Rio, first champion, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah, and there's been plenty of fighting champions on the show, but I don't, I know what she was doing. I get it. Who was the blonde with Britt Baker? I don't... Jamie Hayter? No, the other one. There was Jamie Hayter, Rebel, and who was the other girl? Oh, uh, that came out with, like, the Menagerie of Heels. That was uh, Penelope Ford. That was Penelope Ford. All right, I thought that was. Because, like, uh, Soraya called out all the the women to come out, so, like, all the faces came out. And then Britt Baker brought out her heel group. Yeah. 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 Going to be some group action going on. And I'm all for it. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, all right. So, there we go. So, we know very little about what Paige is doing. If she's going to be wrestling, if she's not going to be wrestling, if she's a manager, if she's not a manager, uh, we don't know. We have no fucking clue. I'm so glad they put out that article and let us know. Mm -hmm. That is always informative, I must say. I must say. All right. So, I think on that note, Smark, it is... AEW Dynamite time. Let's do it. That's it, man. AEW Dynamite was obviously tonight. They were in Philadelphia, PA, and uh, Anthony was there. Yeah. Anthony was there live. So, cool. Betty had a good goddamn time over there. So, uh, 
there you go right there. I, I did think it was a good show. I got to tell you, man, it's getting harder for me to watch with my my daughter is like getting more needy as she gets older. What happened to you? And I'm alone with my, I'm, I'm, it's me, my daughter, and my older one, and he don't help. He just sits in his room and plays on, he's 14. At this point, he sits in his room and plays fucking games the whole time. So that's all he does, and I just I gotta watch my daughter, and I let her. I I tried coming in the room tonight and watching in the bedroom. I'm figuring, all right, that's perfect. She won't bother me as much. Man, she was in here every five seconds, so I didn't get too like hardcore concentrate on AEW, but I think I did pretty good. I think I did all right. I saw what I needed to see. Um, right at the beginning, we get uh, JAS out there. They're celebrating. They've got uh, Louis Primo. That's the guy's name, the pizza spinning guy, right? Yeah. He's a spinning pizzas. Um, <laughs> Garcia, once again, just back there looking absolutely disgusted. Like, like he doesn't want to be there. He shouldn't be there. And he basically says that in, the, in a little while. He, 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 he finally gets a mic. He knocks down Louis Primo. Poor guy just has to lie there the whole fucking time. He just laid there like a fucking, like, like pizza dough. I do kind of enjoy the fact that we're just apparently we're still, it's still okay to make fun of Italian people. Well, he's making fun of Italian people. Because it is the most fucking, not even really in an offensive way, but it's just the most ridiculously stereotypical gimmick. And he's he just, even the way he talks is, I make it a pizza guy. It's like, oh my God. Well, I think he's actually a former pizza guy who became a wrestler. He very well might be. I mean, he definitely had to practice because tossing that dough like that is not easy. Oh, no. No, you can tell. He, I mean, that, that's why I, I think he was a former pizza guy who just became a wrestler. He's not a, he doesn't look young at all. There's a guy in Lucha Underground that was also kind of like that, like Vinny Marsali or some shit. Oh, no clue. Oh. Yeah, he was like, he was a jobber. They didn't really use him all that much. I think he was on like season two, maybe. All right. Nice. No clue. But um, the, the like I said, the poor guy just lied there like fucking... Like like dough for like five ten minutes. Um, basically, Garcia tries to quit the the Jericho Appreciation Society. Jericho grabs the mic before he can even do it, and he's basically basically threatens him, tells him to think carefully before he says what he's gonna say. Um, and then asks Garcia the question: Are you a professional wrestler or are you a sports entertainer yeah he can't think of the answer brian's music hits giving him a little bit of time um so like i said brian comes out this is where matt menard starts screaming at daniel i fucking love that little guy (laughs) i absolutely fucking love that little guy i think he is great i think he has charisma i think he has a, a a look i think he has I mean, I, the guy can definitely fucking cut a promo. I think he's got a, a big upside. And I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of 2.0, but these two guys in this role, especially Matt Menard, is really changing my mind on, on, on him especially. Um, and he, he, he tells Brian, he goes, I should punch you right now. I swear he's doing Joe Pesci. Punch you in the fucking mouth, you Jew motherfucker. 
Okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Brian says, right now? Okay. I mean, he was already dressed to have a match. So they did. They had a match. Um, and uh, that was it. I mean, it was just, I mean, it was a great match, of course. It was a damn good match between these two of them. Danielson pulled out the win, right? Yeah. And uh, that was about it. What'd you think? I mean, I'm always going to be for any segment that he's in because I just, I really like him. Yeah. yeah, it It was a pretty good match too. Like that's kind of the thing is they're good characters. Mm-hmm. But they're both really solid wrestlers. Right. Him and uh, Angelo. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I mean, like I said, I wasn't a huge fan of the 2.0 thing they were doing back in, you know, the NXT, but. They never really got a chance to do anything with it either, though. Because, like, their whole kind of thing is that they're annoying and then you like them and then they become good guys. So it's like, it's like a three pronged, three stage thing, and they never really got the chance to kind of let everything marinate and let the plan come to fruition. Right. Uh, I'm liking him. Like I said, especially Matt Menard. I think the guy is fucking incredibly talented. Not the, you know, tallest guy, not the most jacked guy, but perfectly fits in with that group who none of those guys besides Hager are the tallest or the most jacked. So it so works well. About that, they were doing the little, like, segment that was... Christopher Kane was saying that it went on entirely too long, and I don't necessarily disagree it was a pretty long segment but they are perfect lackeys for him mm-hmm. that tag team yeah they are it is it it works out great um now what's not working out so great but you know what i i i, I do think they save themselves uh with this right here the wheeler yuda mjf stuff really i mean this was kind of just a a, a fucking snapshot of last week in a way um, Wheeler Yuta came out. He's not happy that MJF hit Tony Schiavone last week, but MJF decimated this guy on the microphone again. And holy shit, did MJF looks like he hasn't slept in a week? He had these huge bags under his eyes. Mm-hmm. I mean, don't they have fucking makeup? My God, man. Um, Yuta challenges MJF, and this is when the uh, the ass boys come out as his basically backup. But we do get that match next week. Yes. We do get that match next Wednesday. Uh, it is MJF versus the Combat Cuckold Club. That's right. Second week in a row we use that line. The Blackpool Cuckold Club. The Blackpool Cuckold Club. That's right. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, I did mess that up, didn't I? Oh, well. Life yeah. sucks. I feel like he did a better. I feel like you did a better job this week than he did last week, but still, it's just yeah, it's an unfair pairing because one's leaps and bounds better at promos than the other one is. Oh yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. I need to. I'm gonna turn my camera off for a second. I gotta stand up. I'm still going through a little bit of a pain, shall we say? Mm-hmm. We'll just leave it at that. By the way. That uh, title last week of the show, I don't know if you know or not, but you cannot use the medical term for balls on, um, what is that, uh, Apple Podcasts. It will not allow the word scrotum. Of all things. Of all things. The actual medical term. I didn't use balls. I didn't use ball sack. 
I didn't use satchel. None of that. I used the actual medical term, and it, nope, wouldn't let it on there. I mean, it let the podcast on there, but the title itself was S asterisk 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 M. <laughs> I like the idea of putting the S and then like an like a apostrophe, like so it's like s'mores, but scrotum. I could have, but I didn't realize it, and I didn't really care, and I thought maybe, maybe it'll be a little more. I wonder if they would allow the title "We Can't Say Balls." <laughs> No, they'd probably let balls up there. Mm. Mm-hmm. They'd probably let balls up there. I'm sure they would love to have balls up on their channel. Wow. Something like that. Anyway, Moxie versus Juice Robinson was the next match. Good match. Um, I, I enjoyed this match. Moxley did, um, I would say that was minimal bleeding for John Moxley. Yeah, it was a light day for him. It was, it was, and he was trying to be, be good, be a good boy. Um, just bleeding a little bit from what was it, like right of left eye. <laughs> I'm just now getting the mental image of like the John Moxley blood scale being used to describe like what, what level of tampon you need. <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I'm not really Moxley versus uh, Juice Robinson. I'm more like. You know, I guess you pay per view Moxley. I'm more of just sort of, you know, house. Right. Uh, I'm I'm AEW Dynamite. Maybe Rampage Moxley. I'm not uh, all out Moxley. There you go. There you go. You want to go full Moxley. It's it's not like Moxley Gage. Mm. You know, that's bad. That's bad. Um, But Moxley did, like I said, he won bleeding lightly. Nicely. After the match, Hangman Page comes running out. And MJF is, uh, the whole time this match is going on, MJF's up there with his big red chip. Because you know, it's basically like the briefcase. We all know that already. I don't have to tell you that. Um, and he's up there just basically shit-talking Wheeler, uh, all both those guys down there. Next thing you know, Wheeler Yuta sneaks up behind him and starts beating the living hell out of him. There was no reason for words. And that made that segment a lot better with those two guys. <laughs> Very true. He took a bump that like I've seen people take a couple of times and it actually looks like it might be kind of fun. Where you would have threw MJF at the couch and he just like ran at the couch and then hit it and fell like the couch fell down and he rolled off the couch. <laughs> that looks like it would actually be kind of fun. Probably would be. Because, I mean, you're not going to get, you're not going to hurt yourself, theoretically. I mean, unless something really bad happens, it goes wrong really, really bad, but. True. True. So, all right, so we get a commercial, and then we get Soraya out there again. Um, And, well, not again. There we go. Put her up there for a minute. And uh, she basically comes out and. Not to say she cut the same promo every time, but she cuts the same promo she would have cut in WWE, too. I hate to tell you. My house now. <clears throat> so she got that. She brings out her, the, the whole roster. Was it was that the whole roster of babyfaces? Was that it? 
Not even slightly, I think. Um, let me actually bring up the roster. But there, there was some people. It, it kind of becomes murky waters because they use people on like dark and even sometimes on rampage that aren't officially with the company. Right. So. I mean, I know Ruby's hurt. Ruby did get her. Uh, uh, she did, did. She had a broken nose, I believe. So she's out for a little bit. And I don't want to hear the nose jokes. God damn it. I know the nose jokes. No reason for them. She has a big nose. I get it. I, she's, uh, she, I don't know. She's got sort of a... And I say this like... I would totally in a minute, but like... She has sort of an otter head. She does. Like she's, she's sort of built like sort of a beaver or an otter. Like facially, like the head structure... It's still mean, totally down, but it's just... It's a unique look. Well, th- that's what it is. She has a unique look. She's... Not the most attractive girl out there, but she looks like she would be one of the coolest girls to hang with and be with. She uh, has a farm. A farm? Yeah, she uh, she has like farm animals and shit. She lives, I think, in like rural Indiana somewhere. Nice. She has like horses and I don't know, some other shit. I don't, whatever farm life would be. Wow, like a punk rock country girl. Mm-hmm. That is so odd and yet so sexy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she'd have been out there. I'm looking at the roster. Yeah. Statlander's hurt. Uh, what else? Statlander's hurt, um, too. Medicine Rain was there. She speaking was? Horses. Who? <laughs> I said Medicine Rain was out there speaking of horses. Oh. Uh, there was no Red Velvet. No. I think what's what's interesting is I honestly god don't think I've seen Red Velvet since Cody and Brandy left. I haven't either and I'm I'm I, I'm thinking the same thing you are. No one's seen her since those two left. I'm telling you, dude. I'm telling you that's her. That's Brandy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, I think she might be her too. Um all right, so it wasn't the whole roster, but it 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 was a a little you know what I I I don't think they wanted to bring the whole roster. I think they kind of wanted to make it like kind of group versus group because obviously this set up a a, a match um, with the two groups right there, and, and I think to just kind of um get well, it didn't really set up a match. Paige set up the match that was coming up next with Deeb and Tony Storm as a lumberjack match. Not a Lumberjill match, a Lumberjack match. But if you really want a little bit of kind of, kind of confirmation that uh, she, uh, Soraya is not, you know, really possibly not even cleared yet, she just left the ring and walked straight to commentary. Yeah, I mean, I, I see what you're getting at there, but, like, at the same time, I also don't think that they're going to have her return match be on Dynamite or at the very least without any promotion beforehand. I get that. I do. I get that. But, I mean, she could have been around the ring for the Lumberjack part of it. She could, I mean, you know, she didn't have to do anything. She could have just stood there and pointed, you do this, you do that. Mm. So there was more she could have done than just commentary. Um, Speaking of commentary, Regal was like, on fire tonight. Regal was in a great mood tonight on commentary. I don't know what got into him, but uh, if he had a few drinks or what, but I have no idea who he said this to, but he said, 
that they were looking like a Rice Krispie treat and that they could snap, crackle, and pop him at any point. I think he was talking about Daniel Bryan. Yeah, it was really weird. Like, he was he definitely seemed like like I don't know. Like he just it was very different from how he normally conducts himself. Well, I mean, basically here I'm going to take a hit here. If you remember Daniel Bryan's kind of not catchphrase but on NXT he used to say you either tap or snap. Mhm. Mhm. I could actually see them both just kind of getting stoned together and just devouring some rice crispy treats. <laughs> I always see Daniel. Have you ever seen that video of that like really stone dude just playing some sort of instrument? I forget the fucking instrument he's playing, but it always reminds me of Daniel Bryan when I see him, or Bryan yeah. Danielson. Yeah, I could see that. You know the one I'm talking about, don't you? I think so. Yeah, I, you probably do. But um, I don't mean, it was, it was it, good. Good shit going on. I'm, I'm real. Like I said, I'm, I'm happy to see Paige back, man. I, I don't care if she wrestles or not. She looks great. She obviously is happy to be back. Like I said, she took a few shots tonight at the uh, at kind of the WWE, which I mean, you know, the the old fuck is gone. Do we have to fucking bury him too? Mm-hmm. He's not there. I, I, I think I, enough is enough. We get it. He wouldn't listen to you. He wouldn't hire you back. We get it. You're a little bitter. I understand. I get it, but not really. Not really worth it to me. Um, it was uh, Storm did retain, obviously. So there's that right there. And we had the uh, rather divisive match in the chat room here. Like Christopher Kane was not a fan. King King enjoyed it. Yeah, I see that. Wasn't much of a fan, but eh. I mean, I feel like I'm I'm gonna hit plum in the middle. So I'm I'm gonna just go ahead and straddle that there fence. I think it was. I thought it was all right. Match like it's. It's just for what it was. It was just you know a weekly television match. It was pretty good. I mean, there was not you know there wasn't any heat to it, so it was hard to get like super invested into it. But and lumberjack matches are always clusterfucks, dude. Yeah, that that's also true. They're always a little clusterfucky, so not much you're really gonna be able to do on that. But um, oh man, um, the L driver spot was cool too. Despite pyro driver, you can't have quite that out. Yeah, there were definitely some cool spots in the match and stuff like that, but it just didn't... Like I said, you're always going to get a clusterfuck with those matches, so I don't know. Not much you can do about it, but wasn't horrible, at least. Yeah. So, um, all right. The Acclaimed were backstage after that with uh, Tony Schiavone, Mm -hmm. and once again, Keith Lee was very unhappy about what happened last week. <laughs> I know we talked about it before, but it was just, he's so proper. It's its almost comical. Yeah. But, I mean, he's just, he's so proper, so, it's just funny, because you see a guy like that, he's just a fucking mountain of a man, and you're like, this guy's going to just come up and fucking screaming, and no. Comes up very calm, very cool, very collected, very well spoken, and just kind of, hi, sir. Indubitably, we will have a match next week as I am upset with you. <laughs> Definitely. Like you were talking about, I forget who you were talking about, but you said somebody had very much like bad vibes to them. It's also very much Keith Lee. Like I could definitely picture Keith Lee yelling at somebody for not using a coaster. That was Cena I was talking about. Yeah, Cena. Yeah, Keith Lee as well, though. 
He has either oh, yeah. you, you either go dad or you could go uncle. Oh, just imagine Keith Lee being mad at you and having like this talk with you, and you can't understand like all, any words he's saying to you. Uh, Keith Lee's never mad at you. Keith Lee's always just disappointed in you. Oh, that's worse. Mm-hmm. He, he's a dad. He's he's it's true. I'm just dad energy. I was fine when my dad was mad at me. My dad told me he was disappointed in me. I was always way worse. That never. I didn't like that. Anyway, let's keep moving here. We got two more little segments left, Mark. This was a very weird segment. We had the AFO, and they're all backstage. They're all arguing. And obviously, Private... I really thought Private Party had already left that group a while ago. I I gotta tell you, I forgot that group fucking existed. Yeah, that too. Because there was, like, a very clear point where, like, Matt Hardy joined up with Jeff, and, like, it was a perfect opportunity to just get rid of the group. But then for some reason, somebody decided that that needed to keep living, even though it's done nothing for anyone. Like, it doesn't do anything for Andrade. It doesn't do anything for anybody else that's in that group. I think Butcher and Blade are still involved, maybe. Private Party doesn't do anything for them. It's just, it's a really, it's basically the male version of that, like, nightmare collective stable that they had that just totally fucking bombed. Yeah, except they won't get rid of this fucking stable. They at least yeah. they they had the fucking uh, the brains to get rid of the other stable. This one they're like, no, let's just keep it going as long as we can fucking milk it. It's not good. It hasn't been good. It 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 it, it was decent when Matt Hardy was over there. Now it's just not good at all. I think. Yeah. I just don't like it at all anymore. But I don't know. I I literally basically just kind of forgot they were even around. So I don't know. They reminded me tonight that, oh, look, these guys are all still employed. Oh, good. I had the same reaction because we were looking at the roster earlier when I saw that Sean Spears was still on the roster. I'm assuming that he's injured, but I just I have not seen him in months, and I completely forgot that he existed. I, I Who? Exactly. <laughs> who? Oh, that sure. guy. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, 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 him. No. Um, so, you know, they're arguing. All this goes on. All this happens. They basically tell private party, you know, you, you're either in or you're out, basically. Shape up or ship out, kind of what they told him. And then Matt Hardy comes walking up. And he just basically says, guys, I'm here for you. Get out of your deal. And obviously he didn't mean the AEW. He meant the deal with the AFO. And I'll be waiting here for you. Whenever you guys are ready. I'm here, guys. I'm here. I don't think they need Matt Hardy. I thought he was odd in that group to begin with. I think what those guys need to do is beat the shit out of Matt Hardy because he tried to fucking rip him off once already. Yeah. Bang. Instant heels. Get him out there. That's what they should do. Yeah, I mean, I think you can still do something with private party. They're not a lost cause, but just that stable is just not helping anyone at all. No, private party is great, and I mean, like I said, they were coming down. They had their their old entrance back with the you know the the security guard, the fucking velvet ropes, and suddenly they're just back as being not only just being in this group, but being bitches in this group. Right. Man, I don't mean to call them bitches, but that's basically what they just got treated like. Yeah. So, yeah. 
I don't know. Get re- Like I said, they at least had the fucking brains to get rid of the Nightmare Collective. Someone needs to just be like, can we do it again? Right. I think my dog just opened my door. Because the door opened and there's no one walking in the room. So either the dog opened the door or there's a ghost. And my right. wife, my wife's allowing a ghost to run around in the house. I mean, we're coming up on October, so anything's possible. Yeah, I know. That means I might have to watch a couple horror movies. I'm here if you need me. Ugh, fucking hate him. Oh, that's that pish posh. Ugh, exactly. Pish posh. Who wants to watch that shit? Uh, I'll find a couple I like, maybe. I'll see what's going on. If you, if you need recommendations, I'm always here for it. Oh, I'm sure I have plenty of horror people to recommend, but uh, it's I'll like see. the only genre of movies I have any idea because, like, you you'll ask me if I've seen this movie or that movie, like, no, like fucking everyone's seen that movie. Why not you? It's like, no, I don't know. It's like, hey, have you seen this fucking obscure like horror movie from 1983? It's like, of course I have. Let's talk about. It. <laughs> no, I, I saw that Dean Snyder movie. I love that movie. I know, but that's you would have to admit that that's kind of an obscure movie. I, I know it is, which is why I think people might have been shocked. I had heard of it and liked it, but I liked the, I, I liked the movie. I liked the soundtrack. It was a great fucking Strangeland. was awesome, dude. Yeah. I reviewed it. That's how awesome it was. Okay. I think that was a year ago. I think that was in October I reviewed it, actually. Holy shit, man. Already? Yeah. Um, time moves quick. Feels like I just... Wow. Forget it. Bandito, Chris Jericho, match. They had it. I am a wee bit disappointed because, like, I thought that Bandito was going to become a bigger star than, like, what he's amounted to. Mm-hmm. They they announced Chris Jericho during that seg- the opening segment announced that he was going to be wrestling Bandito. And they were in Philadelphia. So, like, you know, the Philadelphia crowd knows independent wrestling, knows independent wrestlers. They're up on their shit. Mm-hmm. He's Bandito. There was, like, three people that cheered. I was just like, oh, man, it, it was worse than I thought. Because, like, I like him. But it's just, there was no reaction, unfortunately. Yeah, it's your AEW crowd, man. Who, what do you, there's not much he can do. But, I yeah. think Taylor made for it. He'd be Taylor made for them because he does the flippy. I like the flippy, and he does the flippy, and you'd think that they, the fans would like the flippy. You would think they would, and the fans like the flippies, but maybe, I, mean, I don't know. I mean, they, we, we already got a Ray Phoenix, I guess. Oh, uh, yeah, but I mean, he's probably the fucking best at it, so I can, I, I can see what you're saying. They might be getting spoiled. There you go. There you go. Oh, another guy in a mask. But we get Bandito. Chris Jericho, like I said, the match happened. Jericho ends up winning. It was a good match. Um, Bandito was bleeding pretty bad under his mask. Looks like it could have been coming from his. Uh, I, it looked like his nose. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, couldn't see obviously, but um, looked like he was bleeding from his nose, maybe even his eye. But the whole front of the mask was all bloody. Um, Jericho wins the match. He grabs the mic. And still the ROH champion. And basically says he's going to destroy everything that ROH stands for. Everything. And he said he's even going to destroy the people that work for it. The commentators. And of course, 
the ring announcers as he was sitting in there with Chris Cruz. Mm-hmm. And he decks Chris Cruz. Poor Chris Cruz. Wait, no, hold on. Is, was it, is it Chris Cruz or is it Bobby Cruz? Bobby Cruz, I'm sorry. So I think Chris Cruz is like the old WCW announcer that like snitched on one of the promotions. You're right. Think. You're right. I, I, I fucked up. Worries. I mean, I barely watched Ring of Honor either, so I'm, I'm in the same boat as you. But I, th- I do think it's cool. We've talked about this before that they bring in Bobby Cruz and they bring in Ian Riccoboni to do the commentary. Like it actually gives it a little bit of its own unique feel to it. So that that's always nice. Yeah, and there's talk that that uh, Tony is in talks for a ROH television show. Which, what night do you do this on? All right, not Mondays. That'd be a fucking dumb ass move. Tuesdays is taken. You've got Wednesdays. Thursday, that's it. You got Thursday, but then you're gonna fucking tire people out because then you got your Friday show with his rampage so oh speaking since we're talking of days uh, it's going to be important for us to kind of look at it they're going to be doing a Tuesday I don't know when exactly but they're going to be doing a Tuesday dynamite I heard them mention that on commentary I'm pretty sure it coincides with um, the NBA season's about to start up in October so it's probably going to be right around that point All right. yeah we'll figure that one out right there I'm just trying to figure out if it's better to keep the shows on Wednesday or move it over to Thursdays since, like I said, I'm put it this way. I got home at 6.20 tonight. And again, yes. don't forget, I'm an hour behind in Central Time, so the show starts at 7. I had 40 minutes to basically chill, <laughs> which I didn't get to do because I got to come in here and I got to start getting ready for the show. And getting stuff, you know, pictures and this and that and stories and I don't know, man. It might just I'm like in a mad rush when I get home on Wednesdays, but I'm all right right now. I'll work it out. It's just getting home at six twenty when when you know what you need to do starts like almost right away. By the time I eat, it's starting. Yeah. You know, and then. Got to watch my daughter because my wife has uh, my wife and my son have scout meetings. So we'll work it out, though. We'll definitely figure it out, and of course, let you guys know. I'll be. I mean, really, the only people it would affect is people that come into the chat room. Honestly, everyone else can still download the show and not worry about anything. So I wouldn't really worry about that if we're on a different night. But um, I'm looking. I got nothing else, man. What about you? AEW was damn good. It's been a Decent week in the uh, in the wrestling news world, but not uh, nothing huge happening right now. Which means something for sure big is going to happen tomorrow. So yeah, yeah. tuned. Or it was happening right when we're on air right now. So who knows? There could be something going on. We don't even know. But uh, anyway, on that note, we need to. Uh, if we're, I mean, obviously we're going to keep doing this YouTube thing. So I need to get a intro, outro videos going. And uh, we'll get that handled soon. So, uh, I don't know, man. What do you guys, Mark? I think that does it. Want to plug? You can plug your stuff. Go ahead, man. Sure. Why not? Mondays, 8.30 p.m. Mixler.com slash metal hyphen mit hyphen podcast hyphen network hyphen. No hyphen. I forgot one. Cheese on sports. Mondays, 8.30 p.m. 
If you want to listen live or listen to it wherever you get your podcast, we talk the NFL, we talk MMA, we're going to be talking basketball and hockey when those get rolling. Join us. It's a hell of a time. All right. There you go. All right. Man, kind of early, actually. I got about 30 minutes I can hang out for after this little bad boy here is over. And, of course, guys, don't ever forget, check out the high marks at the same place Mark just told you to put all the dashes. Check them out right there. And on who on you can do the same thing right there on YouTube. Don't forget to check out uh, Anthony and Teddy. And don't forget to check out me. I'll be back Sunday night doing something. I'll figure it out Sunday night. <laughs> what was that? Going to be doing a thing. I'll be doing a thing. I'm actually, I, I know I should be going back to do my, I'm kind of itching to do some music again. So might do that. I'll have to go audio only for that. So might be audio only next week. Whatever. One way or another, Hollywood Hangout will be around. If you're not subscribed on YouTube, you can download it. And there we go. That's all I got for y'all. So, all right, folks. See ya. Yes.